Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Say a podcast deep in the heart of Newcastle tonight, the most mag- Maggie Magcast we've ever done. Um, undisclosed location, though, we'll keep that a bit of a secret. I'm Roy Fallow here with Craig Clark, an intimate one tonight, Craig, just me and yourself. Um, we will have Tom Walsh doing a way guide at some point, but yeah, a bit of a wise men say semi originals this one, isn't it? Yeah, there's only been a couple where there's been two of us, but um. I what you were saying about being deep behind enemy lines. I, I think it's unfair for us to promote Newcastle pubs. <laughs> Only promote Sunderland pubs like the Harbour or like Fausto or wherever else we've done things in the past. The Peacock, <laughs> yeah, just feel Portable, free. Portable, you know, yeah, just yeah, all yeah, all these yeah. great venues. That the you ISIS as well. To. The ISIS, all these pubs you should go to. Not ones in Newcastle that we only only here because we're both like work here. So yeah, exactly, that's that. We haven't like came here especially. That would be ridiculous given that neither of us live in Newcastle. Um, but we're here to preview the MK Dons game. Chat, do a little bit of transfer chat as well as as looking over injuries, stuff like that. Likely team, um, and like I say, Tom has got a lovely away day, guys, coming up. We've missed them actually. He hasn't done one for a while. They're always good, good little interludes. I thought. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, we won't have some music with it, which we have in the past which have really added to the flavour, I feel. Well, maybe we will. Whoever's editing this tonight, be it Gareth or Richards, there you go, there's a little challenge for you. We'll keep this in the <laughs> podcast as well. Um, but Phil Parkinson took his pre-match press conference today, which is very handy for us. Um, injury-wise, only thing he really had to say, unless something's been reported in the last few minutes, is that Tom Flanagan is thankfully back in training, which, after the way the back the three centre-halves are looking at the minute, Craig, definitely good news, isn't it? Yeah, you don't want to lose Flanagan. I think he's performed really well. Um, he looks much more composed with the additions of not just one partner. He's got like two next to him. I think it helps his game a lot, and he's all very good. I have no complaints. Lynch has looked like an able deputy, and he does bring balance with his left-footedness. But I'd rather Flanagan in the team at the moment because you want to keep that team as settled as possible. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And what you said on the reaction pod on Saturday about how we're playing with the sort of Sheffield United, Chris Wilder, flying centre-halves, which um, John Willis obviously does very well, but Flanagan likes a, a little marauding run himself now and again, doesn't he? Well, I know his goals tend to come from corners, but he does foray forward. He likes, he's got this odd kind of... He gets off on one, like a run, and he's almost like, shall I? Shall I? And he's like... <laughs> 
go on then and then he'll start dancing around defenders almost by accident which looks hilarious because of his like big lanky limbs he's almost a bit like Peter Crouchy in his appearance isn't he <laughs> but um, one day he's gonna, he is going to lash one he's going to at least attempt one from like 40 yards a la Ozturk that goal he scored for Hart but one thing we haven't talked about with Flanagan because obviously Saturday was full of positives that goal he nearly scored where he like chested it down and volleyed it if that went in, like Tom Flanagan scoring, I'm all for that. So Tom Flanagan trying more of them for me. I want all the bat. I just want all of our goals to be scored by the back three from <laughs> now on. We need an Aussie Raker, but obviously he's the, the sort of sitting member of the back three. He's less likely to get in position, though he does you, get up for saying, corners. What you're saying is he should shoot from the halfway line. Uh, unleash the Ozturk <laughs> unleash him and let him unleash one of his fierce drives as you say from the halfway line <laughs> well they, those three centre-halves all being well look like they will be unleashed on MK Dons at the weekend um, there's quite a bit of transfer chat as well from Parkinson today as you would expect um, with us being right in the middle of the January window the main story this week has been um, Greg Doherty looks like he's coming in on loan from Rangers um, gotta be honest Craig until we were linked with them not a player I knew a lot of about, but reports we're seeing from Shrewsbury fans, fans who we spent a portion of last season on with, have been quite positive and looks like he'll add something different to our midfield. They say he's box to box, quite dynamic, can pass quite well, uh, and he can score, which he's sort of looking at potential injuries to Power or Dobson. Could fill in there quite nicely, couldn't he? I mean, I wouldn't say midfield's a priority at the minute. It is certainly an area that we have got cover in in terms of you've got Robson coming back into the squad although as much as he's had decent reports from his time at Grimsby I've always thought he looks alright when he's he's coming for us in checker trade games we don't actually know a lot about him as a first team player so maybe Parkinson's a bit worried about that uh, Ledbetter I mean he, he'd come in for power if there was an injury but unfortunately as we've talked about a few times his legs don't look really up to the job so I suppose for me that the main area to get someone in is right back and that gives you 9 as another option. Obviously you've got Mumba in the under-23s, gets played at right back a lot in the under-23s which I don't think is necessarily useful for him as a midfielder. You kind of want him to get minutes in that position. But a body's a body and if, you, if you, what you're saying is true about box-to-box, you'd think if Dobson picks up a knock... He comes in for him, probably, doesn't he? There's no sort of, like, like-for-like, like really, is there? I know you were saying that, like, Ledbetter could come in for power, but it doesn't offer, like, power can get him down the pitch and Ledbetter can't. No, I, think, I, think, I think you're right, we do have a lot of bodies in midfield, but are they the right kind of bodies? And if this is a short-term loan deal for a player who... It's not like when we say signed Ajaria in the Championship who'd never played any first-team football. Doherty's got a, got a good amount of experience at this level. And yeah, you can say it was only Shrewsbury, but it's still playing quite well at, at the level we're at at the minute. And it's, like I say, we're not signing him permanently. I, I think it's fairly low risk for a loan deal, isn't yeah. it? I'm not, certainly not complaining about it. And just be, I mean, the way I've worded that is like, oh, you've got a priority list of positions that you want to cover. Just because we're signing a midfielder potentially before other positions doesn't mean we haven't got players lined up so I'm caveating what I've just said with that I just think like other people I'd quite like to see 9 get a chance in midfield by bringing in maybe a, a specialist right wing back but that said 9 has been very very good on that side of the pitch so we do need we do need more bodies he is a body that isn't that is certainly not a complaint what is the rules with regard to loans in this division can we have as many as we want or 
Well, there's always limits on under a certain... Well, under a certain age, isn't it usually a little bit more flexible? Because we've got, obviously, McNulty on loan at the moment. Um, well, obviously, pedal to Bok. Um, I'm trying trying to think of who else is actually on loan. So, so there's, there's obviously openings there then, isn't there? That's why I was wondering, it, obviously, if you bring this lad in, it doesn't necessarily stimmy options in other positions. Because I know a lot of people are really like anxious that we bring forwards in. And obviously we don't really... Maybe Lafferty comes in as a like-for-like-for like for White. I, I'm not convinced they're exactly the same type of player, but I'm sure Lafferty could cover, yeah. which would sort of make Greg and McNulty maybe surplus to requirements. But in my opinion, there are much... The areas that we really do pressingly... We've talked about this, we were talking about it on Monday. We need a centre-back. We need two full-backs, probably. That's a lot of... That's three... Three players is a lot to bring in in January, not counting the fact we've already brought in Lafferty and seemingly going to bring Doherty in as well. So, Absolutely, and what you're saying about 0-9 was correct, that yeah, he doesn't deserve to come out of the team, but if he gets injured, the way that back three slash back five, I don't know if you want to call it 3-4-3 three, three or, or whatever. Whatever it is. Yeah, it, it falls like a stack, stack of dominoes if one of them, oh. especially one of the fullbacks, gets injured because we don't have a ready-made ready replacement coming in for 9 or for Denver Hume. So I guess the ideal scenario would be we get a player who's a versatile fullback who can cover both sides, isn't it? Well... Yeah, that would that would obviously be the ideal scenario. And you're talking about not just a fullback. Basically, we are playing out and out wing backs, so that is a really hard thing to find. And going back to what I was saying about O9 doing really well in the position, you'd certainly be loath to move him from there unless you got an absolute specialist that allowed O9 to play in midfield. The only other option would be going back to the kind of way that Ross tried to set it up, which was with Gooch as a sort of semi wing back. But I think that would be disastrous because he's working so well as part of this front three, you certainly wouldn't want to drag him out of that. So basically, unless you have specialist cover, you are going to have to shuffle your pack in a way that's going to affect the effectiveness of this team, which is absolutely what you do not want to do right now. You don't, you don't want to disrupt this system like at all because... It's, you know, the evidence has been there in the last few games of how, like, much more cohesive we've looked on the pitch. So, fullback definitely a priority, and a centre half as well, which Phil Parkson did say today there's a medical scheduled for Monday. That medical was going to take place early this week, but you wouldn't name the player, but the player sustained an injury in training on Tuesday. Now, we don't know obviously who that is because he hasn't named him, but there's suspicion that it could be um, Wright, who is a uh, place for Bristol City is a centre-half, been there for quite a few years, but he's only played one game, this se- one game I believe, this season, so o- options obviously there. Australian national, who's part of their squad for the 2014 World Cup, I believe, I don't know about 2018, but, you know, someone who's played pretty consistently in the championship, I, I think he was at Preston before that, that would be a really, well, for the level, right, a really good signing on paper, wouldn't it? Actually, sounds like someone who apart from match fitness is going to be an issue would be someone you'd be thinking about putting into your first team rather than just as backup because um, I know people have there's been supposedly championship interest in Flanagan and the one thing you would hope is 
if a player of that calibre came in it wasn't a sign that someone like Flanagan was going to go out the door because you're absolutely right it's not just a case of needing fullbacks. we do need centre-backs to basically avoid a situation where you would have to play Conor McLaughlin potentially as a third centre-back now I don't think McLaughlin's necessarily been very good for us this season anyway but I think it'd be a big ask for him to use him as a centre-back it's not fair on him he's not been the best as a full-back you don't really want to be using him as a centre-back so five centre-backs on the books would definitely make, leave me feeling a lot more comfortable I don't know whether maybe Ethan Robson could do a job they had an absolute push you're talking about scrabbling around here if we're really desperate just he's got the height and physique for it you know yeah yeah I mean wouldn't be any worse than Conor McLaughlin at centre-half, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but like I said, Partington didn't mention who that player was. That is speculation. Um, another player we've been linked with as well, going back to the strikers, which you touched on before, Craig. Um, Partington did say there's been no sort of movement around Grig leaving at the moment, but we have been linked with um, Boyce from Burton, and there was quotes in the week saying Nigel Clough said he potentially played his last game for Burton. So... Again, that could potentially be him as well. Don't know they played on Tuesday, so probably not. Um, if Partinson's not like sort of bluffing and saying they got an injury in training on Tuesday or whatever, um, but he would be him, Wyke and Lafferty as a three. The way we're playing at the minute probably does look better. It's pains it is to say it than Wyke, McNulty and Greg. And I mean pains it to say is because just got to move on with Greg now, don't we? Well, it's interesting we've heard people talking about the interest in him from various quarters and whether he might end up even dropping a division, which when you think he started last season as Wigan's main striker in the championship and could end up by obviously moving to us last January. So one year later, he could end up in League Two. That is astonishing when you hear other people talk about him, like the D3, D4 pod lads, for instance. I've heard them say it was either one of the two regulars or a guest they had on saying they thought he was potentially good enough to play in the top flight well everything we've seen nowhere near but he's certainly good enough to play in League One in a system that benefits him and also for whatever reason he maybe just hasn't settled here there are this this isn't a player who goes from what I've just said about him starting a season in the championship for Wigan to someone who's not good enough for League One but it hasn't worked here and you're right I think the way Parkinson's setting the team up you could then have Lafferty as someone who could potentially play wide as one of the front three if you had an injury as well he would offer something different in that role as a bigger physical presence out wide he's also going to take time to get fit and we know White's had his injury problems so if White was to drop down injured tomorrow which you know touch what he doesn't I don't think Lafferty's going to be ready at the start so if you brought someone like Boyce in who has got good pedigree at this level um plays in a similar front three system at Burton I think if I remember rightly Aikens was it was on the left of that three for for Burton when we played them at home you'd think he's kind of ready made Um, and the other thing you've got to bear in mind in this division unless you're someone like Josh Madger who was just too good for the division players are going to have dips in form so Wyke as good as he looks right now we also know he's capable of dips in form look no further than Chris Maguire for that who like just going to mention him next you know they're not going to sustain it Gooch who was phenomenal at the start of last season dipped off after Christmas looks brilliant now let's hope he sustains that but any one of these players could pick up an injury or a drop in form you need someone to come in who can just 
give you an, another option basically and Boyce would definitely do that and like you say like Lafferty although Pattinson has said he's going to be in the squad this week when is he going to be ready for a start given the lack of football that he's played and you said about needing sort of five options at centre half. I think it's reasonable to think we need three options up front, like in that in through the middle, which obviously we do currently have. But it, it needs to be right. Like this system that we found ourselves with now, it's so good, it's so cohesive, and it, you know when it's when we're playing well, sort against Wigan, we play well. <laughs> I know it's just a short run of form, but we can potentially sustain a run of form of playing really well. But it's it's fragile, isn't it? Like any sort of even white coming out of it makes it more difficult Gooch obviously does and the defenders it doesn't even it's not even worth like doesn't bear thinking about because it would be so tragic but we go on MK Dons um, we're going to hear a little bit from Tom Walsh now who's got a fantastic away guide as ever and then we'll be back to preview the game you've never seen anywhere like it Central Milton Keynes imagine the biggest Frankie and Benny's you've ever seen now imagine that that Frankie and Benny's has somehow morphed into an entire town. And in that town is a football club run by an evil Wurzel Gummidge. Yes, everybody, welcome to Milton Keynes, the weirdest place in the entire country. So get ready for boulevards, roundabouts and weatherspoons that look like car garages. Now, if you arrive into Milton Keynes by train, you'll notice that there is no football ground in plain sight. That's because it's a handy four miles away in the wonderful place called Bletchley. Now, if you're thirsty and you fancy yourself a nice drink in Milton Keynes, you'll have to go to the Bouvier Square Weatherspoons, which is, again, four miles away from anything. Apart from an all-bar one and a beat one. My recommendation for those people in the know, really, is hop on the train to Bletchley and take a nice stroll to a place called Fenny Stratford, where you'll find the alehouses of The Checkers, The Swan Hotel, The Red Lion, and the excellently named The Bull and Butcher. Now, at the ground itself, well, it is massive! It's a 30,000 steeter stadium for a lower league football town team to rattle around with. I mean, who do these MK Dons people think they are? Sunderland? Yeah. Uh, there's also a fan zone at the ground, which no away fans are allowed in. So, thanks. And if you're stuck for something to do afterwards, you can head to Bletchley Park, where you can see where the famous World War II codebreakers were that stopped those pesky Nazis. Now, for all those 4,000 of you going down, or maybe more, maybe more will wander in on the want of a Saturday morning. Enjoy yourself in this made-up town watching a made-up football club. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Great stuff, Tom, as ever. Thank you very much for another wonderful away guide. Um, before we move on to um, previewing the game this Saturday, got a few things to plug, Craig. Um, notice your jumper there is looking a, a little bit tatty. Um, I got a bit of a rip this morning. I don't know what happened there, but I, I, apparently I can get something... An adequate replacement, more than adequate even. You can get a fantastic replacement from From the Terraces. And do you know what entice you into that even more, Craig? You can get 10% off using the code WMS10 at checkout. So get yourself to From the Terraces, use the code WMS10 and get 10% off your order. Um, and on top of that, mega exciting news. Wise Men say on tour again. Um, you, if you were listening to the Monday show or been across our social media, you'll have seen that before the Oxford game next month will be at Phantom Brewing Company in Redden. Now you might think well we're playing Oxford, I don't want to go to Redden. Don't worry, we've got you covered. Your ticket to the show includes bus travel to and from the game and if that's not enough, you know, a brewery with all the lads fans, you travel sorted and everything. They'll have a Vaux beer on as well, a specially made Vaux beer, and there'll be a QA with Kevin Kevin Phillips, Greg. Kevin Phillips is gonna be there taking questions, and it'll be compared by Tom White from Sky, uh, Sky Sports News and then me, Gareth, uh, Matthew and Richard will be there as well Matthew's going to be on the panel along with Gareth I'm going to be wandering around making sh- prodding you to get your questions to Super Kev and what's Richard going to be doing? Uh, Richard's just going to have a nice time I think just Jealous, jealous of Richard yeah. to be honest he, he's got, Well he's drive, He's doing the driving so he does his job the day before and the day after I mean a match day he just gets to enjoy himself I hope he has a lovely time. Not that I hope the rest of you is doing, but specifically Richard. Well, he's doing the grafters driving us down. Um, but yeah, if you if you do want to come along, it'll be a cracking afternoon to you know Oxford. Oxford's ground as well. Like anyone who went last season or in the cup game earlier this season, know it's miles away from anything. It's about five miles outside the city centre. So get yourself here and bus dropping you off to and from the ground. Great bit of crack before some lovely beer. I mean, what more do you want, Craig? Uh, a night out in Oxford well that is what we'll be doing after actually because we're staying over so that's when we're going to go in the city centre after the game so yeah come, come to the pub with us after we, I've mapped out well I've, I've gone very Gareth with the admin and I've kind of mapped out a good Oxford pub crawl oh, I like it I went last year and stayed over with my brother-in-law and uh, his boss is a, an Oxford fan so we went to some great pubs actually like one of them's like one of the oldest pubs in Oxford or whatever but loads of them have got like loads of nice character and that oh, good yeah. beer all that kind of stuff That's it's everything I... you want want really you know it's like, kind of like York I suppose yeah yeah very similar to York it's kind of where like a lot of the pubs are like Tolkien and people like that would go as well wouldn't they so a lot of like history and character but go to wisemensay.co.uk go on our Twitter or Phantom Brewing Company's uh, Twitter as well you'll be able to find all the details on there and we'd love to see you at Reading before we go to Oxford um, but more pressing matters uh, we're Travelling to Milton Keynes this weekend, this Saturday, Craig, to a stadium which is actually quite a nice stadium, but at the same time, shouldn't really be there, should it? Well, if it should be there, it should be for the original team that was in or remains in Milton Keynes. Don't even know what division they're in. No. Sorry, Milton Keynes. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we, I suppose we're not going to get into the politics and, and whatnot of whether they should exist, but we've played... Milton Keynes this season and the real Dons Wimbledon this season and beating them both actually so we were we were struggling to remember this, which score was which weren't yeah, we beforehand we um, but yeah. we beat Milton Keynes 2-1 at home 
and it was it was Jack Ross was still manager but you were saying it was the same front three we're using now yeah yeah it had been a different system I presume it wasn't three at the back was it no we had um, like you're saying we had White Gooch and Maguire up front but quite weird looking back at the team because 0-9 must have played in mid I think played in midfield that day because he scored that lovely goal where he chipped the keeper and Max Power obviously scored what will probably be our goal of the season as well yeah yeah, little little moment for Max Power's goal I'm sure you agree oh, I forgot it well I didn't forget it because he got a couple of pearlers didn't he yeah, yeah, Sheffield yeah. United the cup but that one was absolutely magic like the way he wrapped his foot around it it was it was i love that when it's a right footer from the what is the, they're facing the goal from the right so yes out swinging rather than the in swinging curler because it's so improbable that that's going to go in like it just it has a special look about it so let's hope he does two of them this weekend oh, two of them wow even yeah even better um, is two a goal like after he hit the bar the other week power he's been like sitting a bit a little bit deeper recently hasn't he to sort of like cover for it's been working quite well the fact that he's sat deeper uh, I said this on the reaction pod on Saturday he's kind of doing what Yannam Villa did for Patrick Van Arnold just look, looking at Denver and being like you make those runs from deep I'll be there to cover you and or like Luke O'Neill will stay back and the defence will all sort of like move over one um, but shows that fluidity doesn't it and power adapting his game a little bit shows his leadership I suppose doesn't it yeah well I think he's he's definitely the captain isn't he oh, like yeah. he has uh, if you watch him during games the amount he shouts and stuff yeah. now just shouting doesn't make you a captain obviously but he's obviously a, a leader he knows where people are supposed to be including himself Um I do think he's really grown into that role. He's matured as a footballer, uh, and he's... I mean, I don't know what he was like specifically before he came here, but over his time at the club, I think some people feel like he'd regressed, and I think everyone in the team regressed for a couple of months, as we've discussed ad nauseum. But I think generally his game is more mature. He's, He's cutting out the Hollywood stuff. He does still like a big diagonal, but he picks and chooses it a lot better yeah. I don't know whether Parkinson's had a, you know something to say about that in terms of initially I think he wanted him swinging it every single time but obviously as he's caught, sort of grown into the manager's role with power as his captain it's almost like they've yeah, yeah. sort of grown together in and matured yeah. and it's been really good to see because it I still think he's one of our best players he's one of the best signings we've made certainly oh, since we've yeah, been relegated yeah, like absolutely. so and like you said it is, it is a good coming together that actually it's a really good point and you miss him when he's not in the side I think I think he's been a bit of a he's been a bit forgotten in terms of the praise of the last few games cause, which is a, a good thing really because there's been so many standout performers you know we've talked about Gooch, White, Maguire, Hume whoever Mate, but Dobson actually especially last weekend Dobson was he outshone Power because Power gives him the platform to do that I think but uh, that's a great partnership that's developed, and I didn't see that coming. I don't know about you. Like, no, I mean, because no, you know, power, you know, fairly dependable. But Dobson, for me, I'd been and well, I think I think we both had to be fair. Quite maybe not on the podcast, but when we've just been like chatting after games or whatever, being quite almost and some of it's like semi-joking as well, but like quite vicious in our sort of criticism of him. Like, but he's he's turned it around at the minute. I suppose this is a lesson for all of us in terms of patience, and I know. Gareth was right in what he was saying on Monday about the manager and how there was an, I know Gareth's never right <laughs> but you'd rather he'd be manager than Gareth Ainsworth oh, wouldn't yeah, you no. <laughs> but uh, he, you know it didn't look like Parkinson was going to turn turn anything around it didn't, it didn't just didn't look like it was going to happen but patience can be a virtue and the same is true with Dobson who is a young man he's only 21 and yeah. you, you look at what he's done and actually 
maybe he's just needed to adjust. I mean, he's playing for a much bigger club for a start with bigger expectations. It's a lot to take on. You could easily be talking about Luke Nine this time yeah. last year, who, you know, had that horrible debut, was out of the was out of the squad, never mind just the team, for quite a long time and then came back in, found his feet at right back, and all Dobson's playing in his natural position. But you know, sometimes it does take time. A young lad who's never you know, fair enough he was captain at Warsaw, but being captain at Walsall is not the same as just starting for Sunderland, is it? Not even close. I mean, as well, he captained them to like, no, it wasn't his fault, but they did get relegated. So, like, you know, the level's hugely different. The players, the expectation on him, he probably felt a bit like he was the main man in that team. He ain't the main man in the Sunderland team. There were a lot of big characters here as well. Um, so, it's a totally different mindset that he's had to probably adopt. And, you know, fair play to him. He's, he's another one showing maturity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hope he can keep it up and starting at MK Dons. Well, continuing at MK Dons, who quite, like, we know are struggling at the minute. Their form's quite patchy. Um, Russell Martin obviously took over uh, in November after Tisdale lost his job. Um, but I say quite patchy form at the minute. Won two, drawn two, lost two in the last six in the league, which kind of shows that not there for the take necessarily because it's not like they're getting pummeled every week but big following going down 4,000 tickets sold at the minute we should be going there and you know ruffling the hair a little bit shouldn't we they are eminently beatable I don't know what they play like since Tisdale went the problem Tisdale had I think was he was trying to get them to play play football I yeah. hate it when people use that expression but they were, they were one of those teams a bit like South End the season before they, they passed it about and that but they were really soft there was yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. no edge to them and the teams with edge have usually been the ones who've gotten something from us thinking Fleetwood even, even Wickham away yeah, yeah. well Wickham last season as well a great example um, I, I don't like I said I don't know what they're like now but looking at that form looking at their league position they're one of the teams we usually would beat yeah. and I would expect us to beat them yeah I mean the one thing that they would probably counter that with um, if you're one of the 12 people who support MK Dons they've won three out of their last four at home we don't tend to keep clean sheets on the road as well so you know maybe they're thinking there's a potentially a bit of vulnerability but I guess not with the way our defence has been looking so I don't know it is, it is a bit tough to gauge when you look at it like that the beat, one of those wins was against someone decent wasn't it was it Portsmouth or someone like that possibly I couldn't I say off the top of my head off the top of my head and it'll take too long to check on my phone <laughs> so uh, we'll not bother but they have got a win in them against decent opposition I know that in recent form however as Mickey said as a few of you have said forget the league table forget the form table we're Sunderland we should be going straight into that game looking to win they'll be looking at us and thinking it's Sunderland and it's Sunderland in form you've just mentioned the big backing that we're going to have down there 4,000 fans that's got to be quite intimidating for MK Dons in my Especially opinion when like they don't get a lot of people watching them at home I mean, they could rise to the occasion. We've seen that happen. But to me, it looks... That's got the hallmarks of... We should be going down there and, like you say, hair ruffling, arrogance. That's what, and we've been playing arrogantly, and we suit it. We suit arrogance. It suits Chris Maguire. And when Chris Maguire's on form, the team's on form. So that's what we need to approach the game with, that arrogant mindset, and just get, impose our game in the first 20 minutes, like we've done in the last couple of games, and we'll, we'll obliterate them, I think. That arrogance suits Charlie White as well. I mean, we need a little bit of shout-out for his uh, little post on Instagram earlier, oh, hiding yeah. under a bunch of leaves and jumping out to scare. Was it, was it Duncan Watmore? Yeah, it was Watmore. Although Watmore's response was quite, actually quite contained. He did yeah. well. 
I think what Mo's always like that though. I bet he's always quite. He's like an accountant, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's got his degree in economics, but like I bet he's always quite reserved. Although celebrated, picture him celebrate goals. Actually, he likes to go a bit mental, but that's that's in the, that's on the pitch. That's that's a different Duncan Watmore. <laughs> I mean, if if a Charlie White popped out of some dead leaves, I'd probably shit myself to be honest. So. But fair play, Duncan, for keeping your crap in your ass. Maybe, like, maybe he's just like used to his antics, like because obviously we don't see like all of the banter. Because it's obviously like him and Max Power are the, are the banter hounds in the squad now, aren't they? We saw them on uh, someone's Instagram story at the weekend when it seemed like they were in flares as well of all players. Like big fan of that. Like if they, if they turn teams over four 0 and go out in flares as much as I like. I, I watched that video a couple of times because it was so good. And did you notice there was a guy in the background? Yeah, Who was yeah. he? I wish I was him. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, you want to be like getting in, in the entourage, don't you? Like me and you used to joke about like being in Methven's entourage because he was the type of bloke who'd probably just like give you a job to hang about. But that's what I want to be with like power and white. Kind of like, not like they drive X and you get, don't get like go out and get drunk with them, but just kind of like, like did you ever watch Entourage? Like Johnny Drama sort of figure. I want to, I want, I want to be some kind of assistant. Yeah. 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 It's that's the a, a official title of yes. the role. But basically, basically, I want to be Jimmy Five Bellies to Max Powers Gaza. Yes. Yeah. And very much on board. Be, I don't know Maradona, and you can be whoever Maradona's mate was some, <laughs> some very dodgy violent people who definitely own a lot of weaponry I would say a lot of Maradona's mates um, great tangent that though um, one man who as well we, we mentioned it before who would fit into their dynamic really well we would hope is Kyle Lafferty he's in the squad Craig Parkinson's confirmed it a day I, I'm, I've, I'm, I've got visions of it being quite a tight game 1-1 Laffers sort of not very last minute but like 82nd 83rd minute Pinging one in from ed- like sort of about about twelve yards, the ball just like getting a Denver Hume pull back cross, not even doesn't even take a touch, pings it in the bottom corner. Those four thousand going wild, Laffer's absolutely lapping it up, saluting the fans. <laughs> For anyone who's seen the numerous iconic images of him saluting at various groups of supporters, but anyway, I, I, I'd love that. I mean, we all would, wouldn't we? But I do wonder whether, well. If he's in the squad, he's in the squad. He could, he could get on the bench. Parkinson doesn't really like using his subs, does he? No, only made two against Wickham, I believe, and didn't one he? One of those was forced. And the other one was like 85th minute. And he brought McNulty on, which was bizarre. But, like, not that we're criticising Parkinson given the way he's got the team playing. But he does. It, it, it just doesn't doesn't really like using them. That didn't Ross do similar quite early on? I feel like in the Charlton game he didn't make a sub until very late on. Apologies if I'm getting that wrong, but I've, I've, I've just got oh, that in the back of my mind. Took nine on off at half time oh, yes. in the first game. You mentioned that earlier. <laughs> I can't remember. He seemed to have a plan for his subs depending on how the game was going. Parkinson, I get the impression very early on, and I'm sure you're the same. Now he's found something that works. He will stick for it as long as possible or as much as possible. I think you're more likely to see Lafferty actually if he's on the bench. If we're winning three or four nil, yeah, give come him on, some, get some minutes. That, but then again, he didn't do that with Watmore last week, and I thought he might do that with Watmore. Maybe he didn't want to risk his legs against them Wickham, well, yeah. you know, violent Wickham men. <laughs> Watmore getting like Vietnam flashbacks after what happened to him last. Well, he scored last season, but then obviously got absolutely. Clattered and ruled out for months, didn't he? And then Marcus being retired. That was his yeah. the last big moment in football, wasn't it? Now he's a podcast man. There was that big fight when like Honeyman got himself sent off when he was on the bench. What a weird game that looking yeah. back. Glad we could mug them off on Saturday. Which kind of brings us neatly on to predictions because I predicted on the pod last week 3-0. Matthew uh, predicted 6-0. 
<laughs> and with 4-0 we were you know close closer than I thought we would be actually it was being quite facetious um, but for this game it's Stadium MK <laughs> as it's called um, there shouldn't be any changes to the starting 11 unless Flanagan's maybe not fully fit and there's any injuries I haven't heard about um, sitting with that same team Craig are you going for a win? yeah I reckon we'll let's say 3-1 we'll race into a lead we do give up chances we even gave Wickham chances at the end last week McLaughlin was in fine form yes. I think you've got to give him credit as well yeah, yeah. Um, so I think maybe we'll concede like you say our, uh, when we're away from home we're maybe not as robust but these aren't as good as Doncaster and we put pay to them or Fleetwood but who we didn't put pay to but I think we had the chances to yeah, yeah. so I think we'll bury them this time because everyone's going to be full of confidence yeah I think 3-1's a good shot I'm going to be a little bit more conservative and stick to my I'm going to stick my 2-1 Lafferty off the bench to get the winner uh, actually for once prefers to score fewer goals for that to happen yeah that would be nice hanging on at the end as well and him like really going mental that would be lovely hopefully that will be the case um, have a great time if you're one of the loyal red and white army 4,000 strong travelling down uh, sing your hearts out for the lads and hopefully you come back with three points Thanks for listening. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns